Big Red Overreaction is on the air, featuring the most important voice of all, yours. Brought to you by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. The bulldozer, Brewington on a wing, now in motion to the far side, snap it back. Casey's going to follow the rock into the end zone. Touchdown, Nebraska. Casey Thompson off the right side. It's a 34-21 NU. Yes. Was Matt at the game tonight? Good question. That was a little bit, del- <laughs> that was a little bit delayed there on the yes. Another yes. Yes. <laughs> He did the, he did like seven different versions, a really excited one, you know, more of a low key one, a medium range one. By the way, Gary, you mentioned <laughs> something earlier. It's a good day for interim coaches because um, Georgia Tech got the upset over Pitt. Brent Key is their interim coach. Uh, don't look now. Arizona State is only down four halfway through the third quarter, and they just got an interception in the end zone. So maybe there's something in the air tonight with interim coaches. Uh, USC by the way, is uh, slated to play a Washington State, which could be a huge game next week if uh, they don't stumble here. USC uh, has played uh, every game this year. They've not played in the daylight. That's a little nugget for you, five weeks into the season. Joel, into the uh, uh, JTech Construction Zone Twitter feed, I wonder if Casey will carry around a lifetime seething resentment for Nebraska football for getting benched for a series like his former coach. The mayor chiming in close to midnight. Uh, Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Uh, Here is uh, Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Good, Joe. Hey, a couple things. Uh, I didn't really look at it. I was at the game, and what an atmosphere for a team that hasn't won a game in almost a year. And we have not looked good either, you know, at, at times to where the Husker support, the atmosphere, the weather. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable that, you know, we still get that kind of vibe going for a team that hasn't won and won very many games. But anyway, I didn't look at the Casey Thompson as a benching uh, so much, but it was disastrous. But, uh, you know, uh, and, and they brought Purdy in before, but uh, – you know, the line, you guys touched on it a little bit. I, I don't want to bag on Ben Hart too much, but I am just so glad that they brought in somebody else because if somebody needs to look at it from the sidelines, Ben Hart has been been the guy. Uh, you know, a lot of guys used to bag on Cam Jurgens, and they were like, bench him, bench him, get him out of there, get him out of there. And, you know, sticking with him was ultimately good, but it took – it probably took Cam himself saying, "Look, I've got to, I've got to get this better." And I don't know if Ben Hart's doing that. So, but I like seeing the mixed up. You know, I like seeing them just try somebody different. And they've been missing some pieces. And then you get Turner Corcoran, who was—he might be the highest recruit player we got on our team. That's correct. If not close to it, and he's underperformed too. But I did like the fire. I did like actually seeing him, you know, obviously throwing a punch at a guy. And, and at the game, it looked like he hit the, hit the guy who was already on the ground. But also, you know, and I'll leave you guys with this. Is Omar Manning still on the team? Uh, yeah, he ran out of the tunnel, and he actually uh, was on the field tonight. 
thought, yeah, I heard nothing about him. And, you know, I heard a lot of rumors about him quitting, coming back, quitting, coming back kind of before this. But, uh, if I mean, I, I didn't see him on the field once, once the game started. Uh, Joe? He did. He was in the player participation report, for what it's worth. He did not have a target tonight. Yeah. Um, back to Turner Corcoran, because so this is back-to-back that he ejects himself from the game as mm-hmm. one of the one of the many memorable lines from the white hat tonight is you could you could make a case of hey was that really what they said it was nebraska is actually going to turn in the tape to the big 10 that mickey said that after the game they'd like the big 10 probably to look at it um but here's the thing back to back plays you already know you got one even if you disagree with it you've been given an right. unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and the next play, you put yourself in that position to have something called again. I mean, that's where that's where you know. And you're already looking at your offensive line that is down a Prohaska, it's down a Williams. Um, ben Hart is struggling. You, you can't afford to lose one of your more veteran guys. That's why he goes after him when he comes to the sidelines on back-to-back plays. I mean, whether you agree with what the calls were to get him tossed or not, you can't put yourself in that position. And right, Corker, yeah, once Corker you got knows, the warning, you yeah. know you can't push the envelope. Yeah, Corcoran knows that I already got one. I can't do it again. I can't even I can't even give the uh, the officials an opportunity to say, hey, here we go again. Yep, that's another 15. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't something that happened three drives later mm-hmm. or two quarters later. It literally happened on the very next play. And I know that there are some out there who have watched the film and you know, they think that he was just finishing the block. I only saw one replay of it, yeah. and it looked dubious to me, um, dubious in that the action did not look, you know, wise to me in the moment. I'd have to see it again, but you just can't put yourself in that situation, especially when you've already got one unsportsmanlike conduct on you literally on the play yeah. before. Here is uh, Josh. Good evening, Josh. Hey, so uh, I've got two intros and, oh uh, and three points, so uh, please let me um, peel this out here. Uh, first of all, it's hilarious. I'm going to have to press pause. It's hilarious how far uh, how far we're off on watching your podcast as opposed to, to actually speaking. Um, second, uh, I'll miss Damon. Damon used to do commercials for me um, on air. Uh, for you guys, so uh, I'll miss Damon a lot. Uh, sorry to see him go. Um, as far as points go, um, so offense um, overall fine. Uh, Trey Palmer or Trey, uh, yeah, Palmer's a stud. Um, Casey Thompson above average. Uh, Grant's a stud. We all know that, but. The offensive play calling still seems to be lacking something for me. I didn't like the uh, when we brought Purdy in. Uh, I, I hated the second down call. I, I hated the fact that we might have a chance to have the defense off uh, off their heels there and throw the ball, but we ran it again. When, when usually I'm a proponent of completely uh, running the ball every chance we get when it's working. But I just felt like in that case, you got to – you got a guy coming off the bench and, you know, you have the opportunity to, um, to throw the defense off their heels and we just were, we're completely predictable. And then we put him in that third down situation. Then obviously, uh, Bernhardt or Barnhart misses the uh, block and then Anthony Grant Benhart. misses the, the 
Falwell block. So I, I didn't like that. Defense, thought we played extremely well. I can't believe how well Bill Bush did with this uh, with this defense in, in a week and a half here. Uh, to hold that team to, to 14 points, um, considering what they've done, I know, I know at least John, I know that uh, you, you don't think they're very good, but they're 3-1 and one and they were scoring a ton of points. So to hold them to, to 14 points I thought was uh, phenomenal. And then the, the last comment I would have is, uh, what are you watching, John? <laughs> what do you what do you keep? I got two at? games on right now. I got Stanford, Oregon, and I got Arizona State, USC. That, by the way, SC and Oregon both say, just scored. The Cubs have to be over by now. You're not watching the Cubs, so no, they already won today. No, I got I got the Oregon game on. They just scored. It's thirty to three at the end of the first half, and USC just scored. They went up two scores on Arizona State. Yeah, and well, I'm sure and Gary looks like Gary. You got a game on in the studio. Yeah, so. we got a couple games on the studio. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like I think Gary's got a game on, but you're obvious because you just keep looking to the to the right. I do. <laughs> well, I'm also looking out for the boogeyman because I, I I get scared real easy in my house. Hey, hey, Josh, good hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Now, so here, so what? Well, you by the way, you brought up a game. Uh, is it time? This is a little side note from the Nebraska Indiana game. Does anybody really? Does anybody uh, ready to join me in going? What the heck is going on at Stanford with David Shaw? They're getting blown out by Oregon. They are in danger of losing their tenth straight game to an FBS opponent, and the average margin of defeat is over twenty points. It, it's it's bad. It's really those those bad. trips I'm, to the Rose Bowl I, with Christian McCaffrey and gang. Those seem to be a long time ago for David Shaw. You know, ever since David Shaw started doing stuff with NFL Network on the draft coverage, I think everything has gone south for him. But I know, um, I, and I, don't, I don't know what the situation is with him and Stanford. I know they really like him there, but man, they are they are a bad football program right now. And I they know, have gone south bad. And I know in 2020 in COVID, it it really really damaged Stanford football with the restrictions that they mm-hmm. had. But man, they don't even look competitive. And and no. they they and and you know and Oregon's Oregon's good, but Oregon is like light years ahead of where the Stanford team is watching them. I want to I want to go back to something that I, I think that Josh said in his what he say, um, he has he had two intros and he has three points. Mm, yes. Which now from the rest of the night, everybody that calls into Big Red Overreaction, tell us how many intros you have and how many points you have because Josh right. has set a precedent. He made a point though about the third quarter play calling. Here's the thing about, and, and back to Mickey and the command of the sideline. When Nebraska got up 35-21 or even 28-21, you maybe thought, oh, it's going to happen. Indiana's going to get a score. We're going to be in overtime. But then they got up 35-21. You're like, hey, man, they're going to pull this out. One thing I noticed in the third quarter, because Nebraska offensively wasn't very good in the third quarter, and I didn't like the play calling. It was choppy. There was no rhythm to it, is you mm-hmm. never saw – when they would show Mickey on the sidelines, his body language never let you know that it was like, uh-oh, here we go again. His body language, for the most part, was the same the entire game. Now, he got excited and he showed some emotion, of course, with Corcoran and some other things. But I think that's important for this particular football team is that their head coach is not riding the roller coaster and showing it on the sidelines. He's steady, Eddie, even when things aren't going well for you and even when things are going well for you. He's very businesslike and focused and, yes, does give you some dap and gives you a hug and slaps you on the butt, but he's not going to look on his face or his body language like, oh, boy, here we go again. 
I like to watch Gary when, you know, especially when there's a call that you're not sure about or, you know, you think you might not be getting the right whistle to watch those interactions. And listen, I, I'm one who's you know criticized officials many times, but sometimes you've got to be really calm in those situations, get an explanation, even if you don't like what you see. And there were times where it just seemed like any call, small or large, went against Nebraska. You know, it looked like Scott Frost was about to, you know, his head was about to explode. Mickey was a lot more, you know, in the times they showed him. And again, I'm not watching him the entire time. I'm kind of prisoner to everyone else, what I see on the screen. But he just, you know, he gets an explanation and he realizes, hey, we've got to move on. We've got to go on to the next play because unfortunately in the past, Nebraska would let a bad play, whether it was a bad call by an official or a mistake they made or something that happened that went against them, it usually took four or five plays before Nebraska would actually snap out of it. And I think Mickey understands that and said, hey, no, something bad happens to us. We've got to move on to the next play. So back to a point you made earlier, they've only got five days to get ready for the next game. We've seen how they've handled failure. Now let's see how they handle success. And if the if the indications from tonight come across to me as they did, I think they're going to be okay handling success because Mickey is a steady guy. He's not going to – he is emotional. He's excitable, but he doesn't let it over, over control him. It doesn't let it – he doesn't let the moment overwhelm him. And that was that was something I observed tonight watching, you know, just his demeanor, because it's easy to lose your mind when you're getting 12, 13 penalties a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you've had a couple of backbreaking turnovers, but he didn't let it, you know, boil over to the team. The players are watching him and he knows it. Yeah, Six o'clock Friday night uh, in New Jersey against Rutgers, who got beat 49-10 today uh, at Ohio State. And I don't know who's going to play quarterback for Rutgers. It seems like. Shiano spins the wheel and then chooses a quarterback. You will see. Yeah, also, I didn't, we didn't think we didn't think Vedro was going to play today, but it, yeah. it seemed like he was pressed into service. Uh, and then Shiano got into it with Ryan Day. Remember, Shiano and Day were on the Ohio State staff. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. But that'll be short week. Forty nine ten. Rutgers coming off a loss. Nebraska is coming off a win for the first time in a year. Um, that's a that's a good storyline all week. But that game will be Friday at six o'clock. Here is uh, Kelsey. Thanks for holding, Kelsey. Welcome to Bigger Red Overreaction with John and Gary. Hi, um, John. Before I get into what I wanted to say, I just want to say that my husband wanted me to tell you that the 9-3 and three cake is still on the table, and it's still on the table, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for the cookies, um, man. They were fantastic. You're welcome. Um, I Obviously, I'm slightly more invested in the special teams than the average person, what with my special teams take and all. But um, I really wanted to talk about it because I thought that the special teams tonight were special. Like, we had that blocked punt for a touchdown. We had the longest punt return for, it was like 22 yards, and that's the longest since like 2020. Um, the, the kicking was good. It just, it, it, it all went well. And, um, I just really wanted to see what you guys had to say about it. No special teams was good tonight. I mean, you know, you know, again, they're not going to be breaking long returns all the time, but you know, Bashini, I think we mentioned it was it four times. Indiana started inside their own 20 yard line. And in the third quarter, 
when the game was very much in the balance, <laughs> excuse me, and it could have got away from Nebraska, Bushini would come up with a big punt or something would happen. Nebraska would pin them deep. And Indiana's just not a very good offensive team that can drive the length of the field very often. And then, you know, just to see the block punt and the return for the touchdown, I for a moment I was looking for uh, for uh, Baron Miles because uh, <laughs> seems like the last time Nebraska blocked a punt, Baron Miles was on the team. Um, so Trey Palmer, I mean, Oliver Martin, when he comes in the game, he's Mr. Fair Catch. Um, yeah, they called, you know, you got Mr. Worldwide in uh, music, uh, Pitbull. Now you got Mr. Fair Catch with Oliver Martin. But how would you describe, and I, and it's maybe it's because he had more opportunities tonight when he was back there in Trey Palmer. And again, he had the 22-yard punt return. But doesn't he, it's almost like it's a slow mesh play when he catches the punt on what he's going to do. Like he stops and everything pauses and then he makes a move and then he'll pause again and then make another move. Yeah, it was weird because normally, you know, you want that first move to be forward, but and 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 they were good punts by the way. They were long punts, so he had a little time to read it, but it was odd to kind of watch him stop and watch where the flow was going and then he would take off. So it, it's an unorthodox methodology that he uses and heck, maybe he's just not used to it because, you know, Nebraska has had a chance to return many punts. Uh, but it was weird to watch him you know, wait, kind of watch everything develop. And it seemed like everything was happening in slow motion. And then all of a sudden, then, oh, now I'm going to go. It was weird. Uh, uh, Bushini will remain in the uh, top 20 in punters in the uh, country after his uh, effort tonight. Punted the ball eight times. Indiana punted the ball 11 times. Yeah, he only averaged 39 yards yeah. a punt. He had a couple of misfires. Um but three of them ended up inside. So three of the eight ended up inside the 20-yard line. Yeah, Bill Bush gets uh, Kelsey uh, cookies tonight. His defense performed admirably, and his special teams made important plays that led to points. Get the man his cookies. Yeah. He earned them. Well, he, he's only a 400, and then he makes $15,000 more. Ah, uh, we'll take another break. We'll come back uh, <laughs> just a little bit longer here on Big Red Overreaction. It is 31-3. Oregon scored before the end of the half. They're up 31-3 on Stanford. Wow. Um, and then the USC, you have the USC-Arizona State game on, and they just they took the yeah, score they're up the screen. Yeah, they're up two scores. They got a touchdown a minute ago, so they're up two touchdowns. I believe it is 31-17 now, Southern California. Uh, if you missed it while the Nebraska game was going on, Georgia came back to win at Mizzou, uh, and Clemson wow. beat North Carolina State. Georgia was in trouble for the longest time. And then about midway through the fourth quarter, uh, they were able to stop uh, Mizzou three and out, got the ball back, scored the game-winning touchdown. That is heartbreak for Mizzou. You know how they lost last week at Auburn, fumbling in through the end zone and then losing in overtime. And then tonight, they played about as anyone has played against Georgia, not named Alabama, um, for the longest time. And then midway through the fourth quarter, it broke and Georgia won the game down in Columbia. Yeah, we were we were very close to having two huge upsets in the SEC because Auburn was up early, seventeen nothing, and 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 had many other opportunities, uh, but were turned away repeatedly. But it was very close to two huge upsets today, of LSU and Georgia. Um, and the storylines, especially in the Big Ten West, is uh, Brett Bielema goes back to Madison and they punked Wisconsin. Wisconsin ran for two yards. 
two yards. You would have thought you would have thought they changed uniforms. Yep. You really would have, because it looked like it looked like Wisconsin was in Illinois' uniforms and Illinois was in Wisconsin's uniforms. Brett Bielema has done a heck of a job with that team. Uh, that is going to be it, now with Minnesota losing. I, I I jokingly said a couple of weeks ago, heck, that Indian that uh, Illinois Minnesota game might end up being for the division championship. It may be for the division championship because. Illinois looks legit, especially on defense. Uh, Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. And Burton, when your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. There's John. I'm Gary Conrad as well. We'll come back, get some more uh, calls, and we'll put a wrap on this one after Nebraska wins tonight, 35-21 over Indiana. It's Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Kick. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.